thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure to share in worship with you all this morning. And thank you for the prayers and those um, reminders of the importance of communion. So I actually have some really good news for you today. Some really, really good news. But first, have you thought about what you would like to be remembered for? Once you finish this life, what would you like to be remembered for? Well, today's nursery rhyme has somebody who was remembered for a great fall. So not the best sort of legacy to leave, but that's what he was leaving us. So we're going to use Humpty Dumpty to talk about living with brokenness. And why am I talking to you about that? Well, there's a couple of reasons. One is I've known brokenness in my own life. I had a miscarriage due to the unkindness of another person. I was in a marriage that started uh, in full-time Christian ministry and ended when the father of my children, um, yeah, left for someone else. And so that was a really hard 20, 20 years. And I've also known the sting of injustice in, in a work situation. And that's just, yeah, that hurts. That hurts when you're treated unfairly. And uh, in my uh, week, I'm, I'm a counsellor. I'm actually a biblical counsellor, which means I believe that the Bible is the framework for, for life. It has uh, truth that can address all sorts of problems and issues in the world today. So on Tuesdays, I have the privilege of working in a school. So I talk to five-year-olds, to 18-year-olds, look after the staff and the families as well. And it's a privilege to be a safe person for, for those children, but it also hurts your heart to hear some of the things that they're going through uh, in, their, in their little lives. And Mondays and Wednesdays, I work for a uh, education provider that uh, trains counsellors and grades, grades their papers. So that's really exciting. And then I have my own private practice. So I do um, counsel uh, children and teens, uh, young women, and also do some pastoral supervision as well and supervise young counsellors. So yeah, love, love what I do. It's a real privilege. And yeah, as we look at Humpty Dumpty today, um, I hope by the end you will see that there is some great news to be had as we look through this psalm. And the verse that um, was in my mind as I was preparing this is Psalm 46, verse 10, <clears throat> which says, Be still and know that I am God. So beautiful, so rich and so true. We can be still and know that I am God in the midst of our brokenness. So I think we all know the little rhyme, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. And it was great fun researching this nursery rhyme. I had never done that before. And there's no... If this rhyme is not attributed to any one person. And there are two main schools of thought around the nursery rhyme. Either it was just simply a little riddle about breakable things and there's actually never any mention of an egg. Yes, in all the picture books, there's an egg sitting on top of the wall but um, and it sort of makes sense because he's quite easily breakable but um, there's actually not in the original um, 
and all that I could research, there didn't seem to be any mention of an actual egg, which is just a fun fact. The other uh, widely accepted uh, origin of this little rhyme is that it does represent King Richard III, who was defeated in a battle in 1945. So if you like your history, you've got two choices there. So just choose the one that you like the most from there. So what can we learn from this four-line little nursery rhyme? Well, I think we can learn quite a lot and I think it's really helpful for us because we will all face brokenness in some form or another. Our hearts get broken, our dreams get shattered, sometimes it's our bodies that, that um, show that's those physical signs of brokenness. We all experience some sort of brokenness in this life. So it's going to be for all of us um, either a season just gone, a season that we're currently in, or a season to come. So what was Humpty doing? He was sitting. And there are times in our life that we are just sitting. Maybe we feel a bit stagnant, we're in between jobs, or we're in a season where we're not doing a whole lot. Or maybe he was just taking a quick break. He was like, oh, quick, the kids are asleep. Um, I, can have, I can just sit up here and enjoy the sunshine for a few minutes. We don't know why he was sitting on the wall, but he was just sitting. And he was up high. Maybe he was up there to just have a better view of what was around. Maybe he was screeching to steal some apples from the neighbour's tree. We don't know why he was at height. But we know he was on a wall, and a wall can, sim can symbolise a dividing structure. So maybe he was between decisions. Maybe he was thinking, do I stay on this side or do I go to that side? Or I'm up here because I'm wondering what's next. So it's just really interesting to think sometimes sitting, sometimes being at a crossroads, sometimes being at a height can be a positive or a negative thing. And that's okay. Now, Humpty Dumpty had a great form. And this tells us a couple of things. He was fragile. And I think as I've been, um, I've known Jesus uh, for the last five decades and I've never once wanted to stray from him. He's just my everything. And I've been a part of a church community for, for a number of years. And um, it's like an extended family. It's like it becomes like your, your home, doesn't it? And on Sundays, people sit there and everyone has their smiley faces on and their clean clothes and look, look like they've got pretty much things together. But you don't need to dig very far to find that we're all fragile. We all have hearts that hurt and we, are, we need to treat each other with that gentleness and kindness because we don't know what's behind the smile of that day. So Humpty was fragile and we're fragile as well. He didn't stay on the wall. In life, we're always moving. Things are always changing. And I think sometimes we find that a little bit tricky or a little bit difficult. And Humpty might have been very comfortable up there on the wall. That might have been his safe place. Yet one day he did uh, move from that position. And I think sometimes in life when we can be prepared for things to be changing and moving, that, that can just help us be a little bit um, more ready for when change does happen. And it's very interesting that it wasn't just a little fall. You can just sort of slide down the wall. They said it was a great fall and hence the, the image of an egg from falling from a great height when it splatters everywhere, it's well and truly a great fall, isn't it? And I think it's a reminder to us that we will have um, some little falls 
in our life, some little bits of brokenness, but there will be times most people can look back and they have that one one big um, momentous moment in their life where they feel that this was a really great fall, a really great season of, of brokenness in their life as well. Then what happened? Well, all the king's horses and all the king's men came to his rescue and they came because he was broken. And in my counselling practice and just in my church and with my friends and family, I encourage people to cry well. When you are broken, don't deny that you are broken. When you are broken, that comes with pain. It comes with fear. It can come with deep, deep, deep hurt as well. And if you don't cry well, it will implode or explode down the track. More than 95% of visits to hospital to doctors and hospitals and specialists are due to stress. They're more um, emotion-based than physical-based. Yes, they, they get um, emotions get expressed through physical issues, but almost all of them come from stuff that's happening in people's head originally. And so when, when you're broken, when your friends are broken, just weep with those who weep. On my darkest day, a friend rang and she just sobbed with me for half an hour. No words. You don't need to be able to fix your friend's problem or your own problem. Just sit and cry well. And as you cry, be still and know that God is with you. I love the, this part of the nursery rhyme. It wasn't just some of the horses and some of the men that turned up. They all turned up to help Humpty. And even just uh, this morning joining in on your service, I can see that you have a beautiful community there where people turn up and help each other. And that's a beautiful thing. And if you don't have that, if you're more of a, a fringe member or maybe you're just a visitor today, I hope that you do have a tribe around you and how do you get a tribe around you you need to invest somewhere as you invest in a in a, a community or a group of people um, or your biological family whatever it is as you invest then they will invest in you as well and it's just so important to get a really good tribe around you <clears throat> not that tribes are perfect um, i can attest to that being in a church for over 50 years but um, having people around you as you go through seasons of brokenness can just really help you walk through that through that season. Whether you have a tribe or not, though, you are never alone. You always have a good and kind God who is with you. And as you cry well, turn to God and he will answer you. He will be with you. You may still have the problem. In fact, you most almost certainly do. You will go through a valley. There's a purpose in that but you will not go alone. There is a God who loves you dearly, who loved you so much that he gave his best thing, his son, for you so that you could have eternal life with him forever. Now, the last line here is it couldn't put Humpty together again. It couldn't, not wouldn't. So they tried. They tried really hard, but he, they just couldn't get all those parts back together 
and um, just like my arm <laughs> that was broken, uh, they tried to put it back together, but they didn't quite get it right. And so it's, it's very flexible now um, and has quite, quite a bump in it. it. It's different. It's different. It just couldn't go back just the same. And after you've experienced a deep hurt, a deep sense of brokenness, it's not quite the same. Your heart has changed. Your body has changed. Your mind has changed through that experience. Action was attempted, and I just really encourage all of you who are going through a series of seasons of brokenness or you see your friends or family going through that to encourage them to seek wise counsel as they walk through that because that can be really helpful to guide them through that process so that they can um, walk well after that season. I love how they were wanting to put him together. Again, it wasn't just, well, quick, let's let's clean up this mess and move on. There was this sense of, oh, um, Humpty's important. Let's put him back together again. Let, let's make him whole again. And I think um, for us too to think, well, what have we learnt from our seasons of heart? What have we learnt from our seasons of pain? Um, how, how have we changed through that? Because obviously Humpty was very different after his great fall. I can imagine um, in some of the picture books show that, you know, there's great big cracks in his shell and it's quite obvious that he was once broken and now, now he's different. And I can attest for myself and for the people that I've walked through brokenness seasons with that you are different from there. And if you cry well and you turn to a kind and good God who will be with you through that, you will be different. And some of the differences are noticeable when you go to the next season of brokenness and the next season of hard, when you go, oh, I'm, I'm managing this much better or, or I'm, I've got some strategies here and I know how to walk well through this one. And for me, one of the biggest things is I've just felt him change my heart. And so rather than be so my eyes are no longer so focused on the things of the world. They're so much more focused on the things of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if I'm driving through the city and I take a wrong turn and I'm lost and it's dark, I just go, oh, well, I'll just, you know, keep following the nav man and, and we'll walk around and, you know, we've wasted, um, you know, an extra 10, 15 minutes to get where we want. But there's no, it's not that heightened emotion to that. It's like, oh, well, this is just a little interruption. It's okay. You know, the photocopier at work breaks. Like, oh, well, I'll just photocopy that next time at work. It's just this sense of, of levelness or calm that comes as God transforms your heart as you look to him through those, those seasons of brokenness. And I think more than anything else in my deepest, darkest valley, I turned to the hope that is to come. And that's the greatest news um, that I would love for you to take away today best news is we know that despite this broken, messy, crazy world, we know how the story ends and that just changes everything because we know that we're going to be with him and we're going to be perfect and there'll be no more tears, no more death, no more pain and it repeats. It says no more tears and that's a beautiful place that I'm looking forward to and it lightens my day because I know that's coming and I'm excited. So what can we learn from Humpty? Brokenness will happen. Be prepared for that. I remember as a young adult 
looking around at my church and I would notice that some people would find, find a face of crisis and they would turn away from their faith and others seemed to be made stronger through those trials. And I wondered, what would I do in my trial? Because I didn't know. I hadn't had any major ones in those early years. <clears throat> and I hoped and prayed that I would turn to Jesus and I would stay strong with him. And so to prepare for that, I made sure that I would read my Bible every day and learn from God's word. I, I stayed um, in touch with people who also love Jesus. I would go to church almost every Sunday and learn and grow and be with other people. And I would serve and I would give and be a member of, of the greater community. And I talk to him all the time. It's like he's right here and I just chat to him all day. <laughs> I don't think he gets tired of me, but it's fun. But be prepared. You will have seasons of brokenness and, and hardship in this world. And how will you go? What, what's going to get you through that? Embrace a tribe, whatever it is. Be part of a tribe so you don't, um, you have others around you to help you through that and learn from it. What will you do differently next time? What have you learned about people, about the world, about God, about what really matters in that? And also look for the good. I'm not sure what you did in COVID last year, but I thought, oh, that's a good time to write a doctorate. So I wrote 100,000 words on gratitude and choosing to be grateful transforms every part of your life. And I love the little saying that says, you know, you can show two people a field of roses and one person will go, wow, look at all those beautiful flowers. And the other person will say, oh, wow, that's a lot of thorns in that, in that field. Whichever side you choose to, to live your life on, do you see roses or do you see thorns, will, will shape you will shape you and you will notice a difference as you go through your decades. doesn't mean we don't deny that there are thorns there, but we choose to mostly look at the good in life. And if you just write down one good thing at the end of each day, something that you're thankful for, you will notice a, a complete transformation in your life. So as we take a few minutes now just to have some personal reflection, you might want to ask yourself one of these questions. How could you prepare well for the falls that will come? What's going to help you be still and know that he is God? Which tribe will be your support in a season of hardship? And what are some key things you can learn about God and yourself and others from your last season of brokenness? And what can you be thankful for in this new day? today. My prayer is that as I've been preparing this is that you will look beyond the pain of today, that you will look to the good that is to come, the great, great news that one day we will get to see our precious Jesus face to face. And I so often imagine that first moment, that first hug, and I know everything will be okay because of that and from that moment on to live in perfect joy and perfect love and perfect peace is, is such a, a great thing that I hope from today you will go home with that picture in your head of all the joy that is to come because we know how the story ends. 
So let's take a few moments now to reflect on these questions and then David will come up and finish the service for us today. 